Welcome to Sparks from God's Heart, the Hearts of Fire international podcast where we feature apostolic and prophetic words and teachings from the fivefold ministry of Stephen Varva Allen. If you would like to follow along as you listen, you can find study notes on our website at heartsoffireinternational.com, then clicking on Heartbeats. Remember, after Jesus appeared to his disciples on the Emmaus Road, they remarked, Did not our hearts burn within us when he talked with us and opened the scriptures to us? As you listen to this message, we pray that sparks from his heart will kindle a fresh fire in your heart as well. Now, here's Steve and Vava. For the past couple of weeks, we've been working on learning about inner healing, and we're going to continue that today. We've asked Mel to share with us since it's her last Sunday here for now. She'll be back. I think we all adopt her on an ongoing basis. And we're excited that there's enough room in her schedule that she gets to come and stay for a little while. She doesn't have to leave quickly. But it also seems like she's leaving quickly. So a month goes by fast. But it's been a good month. And we sincerely thank you for all that you're doing. So um, this is a good time just to get comfy, and let's get into a little bit more on inner healing unless Mel has something else. You never know. Amen? In the continuum of inner healing, and I don't want to take it down from where we were at. I wanted to go up from there because that was beautiful. You were ushering us into the throne room. (laughs) So the Lord was showing me something here. And basically what he said, he said, introduce a facet of me tonight about inner healing. And I said, well, who are you? And he said, I am the bomb of Gilead. And I thought, wow, (laughs) it got me. Because you see, a bomb is not just oil. A bomb is kind of a thick ointment. And the bomb of Gilead, I did some a little research on it. First of all, Gilead actually means perpetual fountain. Who's Jesus? Perpetual fountain. This is going to be a lot of symbolism, but you'll get it, okay? It's easy if I got it. Anybody can get it. (laughs) And also it has the meaning of heap of stones or testimonies. Jesus is our rock. He's the stone that the builders rejected. He is the cornerstone. That's just what Gilead means. I mean, that's got a couple hours preaching it there. Just that, you know. And, you know, if we know Jesus and we accept him as our Savior, we're going to be with him forever. And his blood is that bomb of Gilead that heals the deepest wounds of sin. When we have fallen hard, he lifts us up. Let me share with you about the bomb of Gilead. Gilead was actually in Palestine. Now it would be modern-day Jordan. 
something interesting about Gilead. Gilead, if you remember some of the stories, Joseph was actually taken as prisoner in that area. The interesting thing is, is the, his brothers, Joseph's brothers, sold him to people that were merchants. Guess what the merchants had on their camels? Bomb of Gilead. Joseph probably didn't know it at the time. But they were taking that bomb of Gilead to foreign places. Take you a little further, even to Solomon's era. When the Queen of Sheba came from Africa, she brought that bomb. She was the one that introduced it into Solomon's area. She brought the pods, literally, the the pods of the bomb of Gilead. It belongs to the balsam poplar tree. And what they do is they take the pods off of it. They're crushed and an oil is made with those pods. A bomb is made. Now the fragrance of it is slightly woodsy and it smells like turpentine. That was brought into Israel. And I will tell you that at the beginning of the 1900s, people used to actually take spoonfuls of turpentine to heal forms of diseases. So even up to our times, that remedy is being used, the balm of Gilead. It went global. There was no Facebook back then, but it went global. Isn't that amazing what he does? Well, these buds that are on this tree, they have a resin within them. It's like a sticky gum and a resin. And it is a very strong fragrance. Just listen to that. Strong fragrance. Does our Lord show up as a strong fragrance? He is that bomb. (laughs) Now, listen to the attributes. All right. The bomb of Gilead was used medicinally. Hold that word. Medicinally. I'm going to give you some of the attributes of the bomb of Gilead. And this all has to do with inner healing as well. The bark and the oils, they were used for treating deep wounds. Are emotional wounds deep? The balm of Gilead is used for treating deep wounds. I can feel that. <laughs> like, woo, it's a, oh, yes, Lord. Okay. It is used to decrease pain. Thank you, Jesus. He bore our griefs. He bore our pain. He bore our sorrows. It is used to clear congestion. It can alleviate symptoms of arthritis and rheumatism. When it's used topically as a bomb, that thick, sticky bomb, It supports the respiratory system. And I will tell you portions of Vicks Vaporub. Guess what? Same, same. 
How many mamas use that? Yeah, on their kids. So anyway, also it is used for relaxation and muscle rubs. In other words, it can cure stiffness. It removes inflammation. It functions as an antifungal and an antibacterial. Removes all diseases. Heals diseases. The bomb. Now this is the best part. The bomb is used for emotional healing on all levels. Poof. Our Jesus, the bomb of Gilead, does emotional healing at all levels. He is that perpetual fountain that pours out the testimonies of healing. It, it just... It's unbelievable. Also, the balm of Gilead is used for quieting the restless mind. This is the application of it, quieting the restless mind. How many of us have a war zone that goes on up here? It gets pretty noisy and congested sometimes. You know, there's, there's all those filters from the past that are speaking to us. We feel like we've got Interstate 101 going on in our heads sometimes. There's too much congestion going on in there. But the bomb of Gilead quiets the restless mind. It initiates a profound sense of tranquility. Tranquility is peace. And who is our Prince of Peace? It's Jesus. Well, the amazing thing with all those attributes, what can He do with the rooms in our heart? You know, those rooms that we all have they got like a little lock and key. Those things we pushed down over the years, either when we were children or adults, if we'd been traumatized or it would be emotional things. You know, we've just stuffed down. Well, you know, the one who's known as the balm of Gilead will pour in that balm upon our hearts and heal every area of our hearts. So I want to do something here, and it's going to be different. This is going to be a little exercise that we're going to walk through. Rachel, I'm going to need your assistance with your microphone. Sure. Okay. And each and every one of us here, we all have hearts that have little rooms that we've put things in. The Lord showed me that you are bringing the balm of Gilead to each and every heart. Tonight, as you pray, I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand and I'm going to ask you to bless each and every heart here and speak a release to each and every one. And then after that, after we've paused and we're marinating in the presence of the Lord, then at that point, we'll break off into 
groups like we did, and we're going to exercise this for others, for that healing of the heart. You know, we're, we're so caught up sometimes in physical healings, we don't realize that it's at the core is the emotion and the heart. And so many times those physical diseases, like we discussed last week, that at the very core is that key that'll unlock the hearts. You know, we always hear in the word about the hardness of hearts. They all need emotional healing. We all need emotional healing. And even if we've been to the best deliverance and the best churches and ministries, you know what? Tomorrow an offense can happen. And guess what? Just like cars, we need maintenance work. You know? Got to have the oil changed every now and again. Rotate the tires. Maintenance work. So Holy Spirit wants to do maintenance work tonight. So Rachel, turn it over to you. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you for every single person who's here tonight. And thank you for the people who wanted to be here tonight but aren't. God, thank you for, for Melanie's teaching on the balm of Gilead. And thank you that you are our healer. God, those, those places that we have inside of us that we have under lock and key, tonight, God, we give you those keys. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that each one of us here gathers up all those keys, even the ones that we have really hidden away, and we hand them over to you so that you can open those doors and heal the deepest wounds inside of us. Lord, thank you for moving as a wave across each and every person, Lord. Lord, healing those private areas of the heart. Thank you, Lord, for searching the hearts. You're searching for the scar tissue, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing it with that balm of Gilead. Pour your spirit over it now. That healing balm, Lord. And bless each and every one, Lord, to carry that balm to the next person. To carry that balm to the lost. To carry that balm to the heart sick, to carry that balm to the halt, the lame, and the maimed for the healing of the nations, Lord. Place it in their hands right now. In Jesus' name, that anointing. Thank you, Lord, to release it in the earth, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to do very similar to what we did last week, two by two. And we're going to minister one to another. And you're being equipped with this. You've literally got that tangible balm of Gilead in your hands to be able to bring healing to people in a big way, especially emotional healing, inner healing. That's where the core of it is.
So if we want to break off into groups now. Okay, when you get into groups of two, here's your topic for tonight. Everybody's had good parenting, bad parenting. And everybody's been a good parent and a bad parent. Even if you haven't had children, you've parented somebody, okay? So tonight's topic is really simple. Emotional baggage from bad parenting, okay? Whether it's been you parenting someone, your next-door neighbor's kids, your nieces, your nephews, spiritual children, or if you have received bad parenting. In other words, like this. Steve and I both have parents. Our parents were good parents and bad parents. So there was a time we both had to be healed from some of the baggage that was left from bad parenting. Mm -hmm. Okay? Steve has lots of spiritual children, and then he has my natural children. When we married, they became his children. Because I was not a model parent at times. I raised boys, okay? Um, (laughs) There was healing that I needed to receive for the errors that I thought I made and did make in parenting. And then Steve had times where there were things going on in his life with spiritual children, even my natural children, now his natural children, that there were maybe errors made or things that even our children said that weren't nice, okay? So that leaves like a scar tissue in you, like what Mel was talking about. It leaves emotional hurts, damage. Mm -hmm. For instance, if you had an absentee parent, okay? For a period in my time, I had an absentee parent. That hurt, Sometimes parents are living in the home, but they're absent. That hurts. Sometimes when you need them and they're not available, that hurts. So you're going to break off in twos, and all you're going to do, you don't have to have all the information from the other person. You don't. You just simply ask them, like I'll ask Jan, Jan, did you ever feel that you had bad parenting or that there were errors that you made in parenting? Okay. See, that's all you had to know. Okay. And then you're going to pray like this. Janice, I'm praying, just forgive either yourself if you felt like you had made errors, or forgive who may have been a bad parenting in your life. Grandparents count too, because some of us were raised by grandparents. Some of us were raised by aunts and uncles. Some of us were raised by adoptive parents. Okay, so whatever it is. You forgive. Now, I'm going to start praying for Jan, and her job is just to take a deep breath, close your eyes, relax, and you do the forgiving. Father, I ask that you remove any of the hurts, the trauma, whatever comes to your mind, okay? It actually comes to your mind, in your heart, the pain, the trauma, any abuse, any wrong discipline. And all I'm doing is hearing from God. Anytime you didn't hear the kids when they needed something or your parents didn't hear you when you needed them to hear you. Anytime that you were falsely accused or you falsely accused. And about now, because I've had quite a list here, I just say, Jan, take a deep breath. 
Let that much out. Okay. And Father, I ask that you show Jan if there's anything else, because maybe you're not going to hear a list. Maybe you're just going to say, Father, show Jan if she has anything else, or whoever you're teamed with. Don't call Jan out again. Um, and ask them to forgive any bad parenting that was in this. And then say to the person you're working with, let me know when you've forgiven them. And she said, yes. Are you ready to go on? Yes. Okay. And then we use what we've been given tonight, the bomb of Gilead. And it's very simple. Father, I ask that you pour in the bomb of Gilead into Jan's life, over her heart, her mind, her will, her emotions, places that are damaged. Again, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're hearing. There's no set pattern. It would be nice if we all had a script, but let me tell you something. Not everybody ticks the same way. So it's just good to be able to just, Lord, what are you saying in here? And Father, I just ask that you continue to pour that over Jan. And you heal every broken spot. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. And then take a deep breath and let that out. Again, it's a cleansing breath is all it is. Now here's something that's unique that usually happens. Jan, did you feel a little bit lightheaded in that? Yes. Okay. You can ask your partner that you're working with, did they feel lightheaded? Lightheaded is really good. It means all that junk is leaving. So you don't want to leave them, think of it this way, empty-headed. Okay? <laughs> so we're going to pour in. Father, I ask that you fill Jan with your love to overflowing and that you cause her to rest in you and you cause her to know that now you are her parent mm, yes. and that you are going to direct the path that she walks with with her own children. And I happen to know that Jan has grandchildren. So I'll say, and grandchildren as well. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay. See how simple that is? But if you get into long, lengthy discussions, you're going to get more information than you need. How do I know that? Because I do this every day. Okay. <laughs> and there's gathering of a lot of information that then you yourself is going to have to deal with. And you don't want to deal with that. When we get to that point, I'll show you how to do that. But don't collect info. Okay. Do not collect info. And remember, you're working for this person to get them healed in the area of one topic only, bad parenting tonight. Whether the person did it whether they were parented wrongly. It doesn't matter. You're not there to judge. You're not there to ask 15 questions to see if you can get the right answer, okay? There is no right answer because this is a personal matter between this person and the Lord. That's all it is. I guarantee you, everybody in here has parented someone, even those who are going to say, I don't have any kids. Yeah, you do. There's spiritual children. There's nieces, nephews, the next door neighbor who thought you were a great parent if you were had, had been their parent, whatever it is, okay? And then there's what we've received ourselves. And again, that receiving can be from parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever helped to raise you. In my case, there was a huge tribe. We had a huge family. And so they all thought they were my parents. Does this all make sense? Okay, find a partner quickly. You can work with your spouse, but you know your spouse too well, and it's kind of better for you not to work with your spouse, okay? 
Just keep looking around. There's people all over. While some of you are finishing, I'm just going to talk just a few more minutes about this. In a group like this, it's hard to spend a lot of time with each person, but sometimes you do need to spend time and they do want to share. And when you do that, you have to pick up on some of the key words that they're saying, like, I was spanked a lot when I was a child. So that person maybe took it as wrong discipline or maybe it was just all out abuse. So you key in on those words, okay? So you can take this deeper if the person isn't getting a release. However, in a group like this, because of time constraints, we're just going kind of quick to just cover the bases so you kind of understand how this works. Do you always have to do inner healing this way? No. You can just pray, but nine times out of ten, the person doesn't get completely healed because they still have junk they haven't forgiven. So it's just part of what happens until we get to the point where things start happening more instantly, which they will at some point. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Sparks from God's Heart. We hope His words kindle some fresh fire in your heart today. Remember, all the teaching notes and other podcasts can be found at heartsoffireinternational.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe. Stephen Varva would love to hear from you.